0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to Crisis of Faith with Joe and Drew this week. I am Drew, and I just wanted to hop in here before we go to the conversation proper to let you know a couple of things. The episode's a little bit on the short side, uh, because this is really just a conversation between friends uh, as Joe is preparing for a interview that he's doing with another podcast that's you heard it right podcast adultery um but he was so befuddled i suppose in his preparation work that he forgot to ever plug his microphone in he is talking into his microphone he's pretending um but it's actually his computer mic picking things up so that might be the kind of thing that you notice it might not be uh but we just wanted to like you know I guess I just kind of wanted to bust on Joe a little bit, because he's going off and doing another podcast on his own, because he's so professional, didn't even plug in his mic for this one, but it's a great conversation, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Sorry, I literally just rolled out of bed. You're good. Which is kind of odd, I don't... I'm usually up by like 7, and today we're recording at 8.30. Yeah. But this uh this week Daylight Savings Time has been the worst one there's ever been.
1: It's like the with last our kids one. and
0: stuff. Maybe. Is it I think there's d I think there's one more. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I had a friend over at the house um this past week. She's a she was a horticulture major in at a university. And uh works huh. like in landscaping now and does um does work for the government in like landscaping one of their buildings or the Federal Reserve here in Richmond, one of their buildings. <laughs> Anyways, she said something about stupid daylight savings time and I looked her in the eye and I said, We did this for you. <laughs> 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 and she thought it was really funny. <laughs> That was my joke of
1: the week That was a great one I'm glad you reproduced it here (laughs) Because of farmers
0: Because of farmers Yeah, Yeah, right (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, our children have been like This wrecked their lives Daylight savings this week And it kind of messed mine up too I mean I slept until 8.30 today
1: My children didn't notice. Yeah, they have no idea. Do they have iPhones? Yeah, just yeah. I wake think that's up, what it's the same time. Yeah, I think
0: that's what what kind of fixes it. Our kids actually live in a strange vortex with no um nothing like that. Like they actually look outside the clocks, metaverse. Look at look at clocks on the wall and they watch yeah. the sun yeah and we did I mean like in their defense we did try to like send them to bed at the same time <laughs> as we did last week like we were just like yeah it's 8 o'clock it's time to go up to read for a few minutes and then you go to sleep and they're like it looks like it's noon outside <laughs> <laughs> we can't go to sleep it's not even dark out and like you think this is bad pretty soon. It's gonna be light until midnight here. <laughs> right.
2: Uh. Preacher, I don't think I can listen to your podcast anymore. I thought you both believed all of the right things. Now I don't know what I ever thought that for. Preacher, you're still a good one, but it turns out you yeah. might be friends with a pagan. I know you've been friends a while. I know it's really not your style, but maybe make a new friend and start again. But yeah, I'm here now
0: and I'm concerned for you, Joe.
1: Well, I got a big day. Yeah. Yeah. I got all kinds of podcasts to record. I'm concerned that yeah. you're an
0: atheist. I'm concerned that you've lost your <laughs> God. And that maybe you're trying to find a God again, and you're struggling, and I'm just concerned for your witness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to get a cup of coffee sometime?
0: And I want to talk about that. Let's have a cup of coffee.
1: I already had mine, because I got up at 6.30, like a reasonable adult.
0: Yeah. Um and I told you, um, I told you that I was going to be late because I was waiting for my coffee to brew, and then it was like, fifteen minutes later that I actually came in, <laughs> which you know we got to got we got to gather firewood. You got,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. You got to get you got to get the churner churning. So I got invited on um, another another podcast. Uh. To be a co-host, you know, well, maybe I don't know. We're we're gonna see. For no. now, it's just a trial run, just one one episode. Now we've been on. Drew and I were uh, invited on this podcast before. Uh, it's called the Metamorphosis Podcast, and I don't know. What I'm saying like I'm not talking to you, Drew, and I. Um, <laughs> I it's weird. I'd like forget. Most of the time, I feel like I'm just talking to you, but then occasionally, like, my brain switches into I'm talking to an audience. Yeah. Well, it really confused me it's just now.
0: Thing. You were, like, drew it anyway. and I was, like, who else is in the room, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to on this? Are you in front of a live
1: studio audience? Today? <laughs> Did you do anyway. another sweepstakes
0: without mentioning it to me?
1: <laughs> I got invited. Uh, we went on the Metamorphosis podcast, uh, like, I don't know, a year ago or something. And then, um, yeah, Eric's so fantastic. Eric, I like him a lot. He's a great guy and he, he listens to crisis of faith on the regular, I guess. And he, he called us up again to say, I'd love to have you guys back only not so much with drew, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if Joe could come on, that would be great. And so that made a lot of sense to me. Um, <laughs> And he wanted me to talk about, I guess, I don't know, when I said this, I mean, it certainly sounds like something I might have said, um, but he said that I said on this podcast recently that I've been functionally an atheist for the last 10 years or so, um, and that I work at a methodist church and he's he's interested in how that all works and a catholic university Um, and a catholic university uh in the theology department i i don't know um so this is the trial run i'm gonna meet i i'm gonna record with him as soon as we get off this (laughs) this episode here yeah um
0: so well, that's gonna go that's gonna go that. way better than this because he's a better interviewer. Um I'm more like an insult anyway. comic. <laughs> so he'll probably have exactly. like questions and stuff for you, and I'm just trying to question. I'm just trying to make you question yourself. <laughs> There's your difference. I do think just at the very outset, the first thing I would say about all of that is that you're functionally an atheist. But you work at a Methodist church and a Catholic university (laughs) and on a a religious podcast. And I'm like, what function of your life is an atheist? (laughs) It sounds to me like you're a functional, functionally a conservative Christian. Uh, Yeah, right. Maybe functionally a hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know who's functionally an atheist? Someone who never talks about God at all. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah that's a that's a fair point um i i'm somebody who talks about god just all the time yeah and just doesn't really like believe in god in air quotes whatever that i don't even know what the hell it means to believe in in yeah. something
0: it's like you're an that's elf. the thing it's like you're an elf at the north pole working and building toys for christmas but don't believe in santa claus right well you work for god (laughs) you hand you hand (laughs) tickets out for god (laughs) and you
1: don't believe in god (laughs) i mean it's just like it's really hard to get my head around i haven't so i've only you know we did an episode on this podcast some time ago i think it was episode 20 um But I'm not sure about that, but it's called Is Joe an Atheist? Mm -hmm. It was a while back. Um, And that's when we – what I was struggling through when we recorded that episode was what kind of words to use for myself. Um, Because the truth is everybody who is in my field of of theology – Is functionally an agnostic, um, in the sense, in the philosophical sense, right? Like, um, like they don't talk to God. No, that's not. I don't mean that exactly. I mean like, if you've looked at the classical like arguments for the existence of God, you know that they don't hold up. (laughs) They're just. (laughs) Not not compelling. There's no compelling evidence that God exists, right? So everybody, and and in order to study theology, at least in a meaningful way, there are, of course, a lot of people who, who study theology, but it's really just apologetics and it's like, I don't know, whatever. It's, I think to study theology in a meaningful way, there's no way that you don't walk away with a... A really diminished sense of certainty, in in the best possible sense of that. Yeah. Um, and well, it's so, written into the
0: world. I think I've said that a lot, and it may sound like a joke when I'm saying it. I don't mean it as a joke. Like it's theories about God, and if you're going to be, you know, truly academic and truly sincere about being a theologian then you have to open your hands a bit. You have to actually be willing to lean into the idea that these are simply theories.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When, that's you right. become, so when you, you know, become like, certain, yeah. you're no longer a theologian. You're a fundamentalist. That's a, that's a great line. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, so, you know, you, there's, there's everybody who's doing work. And I think anybody, even who most of the people who listen to this podcast, people who think seriously about, God and about faith say, well, I'm not certain of anything, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, who knows? I, I hope that God exists. I I hope that, you know, whatever, whatever is the content of my faith, I hope that's, there's something right about that. Um, And so I've thought that forever, right? I mean, as long as I've been thinking about these things at all, I thought, well, yeah, I hope, you know, I hope that whatever I'm thinking is right. You hope the good um, but God I, exists. I hope the good God exists and I'm <laughs> not certain about that. So that's not exactly what I mean though. Um, like that's also true of me, but that's true of I think anybody who thinks, who's a thinking person and allows their thinking to integrate with their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean is, that doesn't matter to me. If it turned out that God didn't exist in some way, um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't affect my life in any conceivable way, including my work, my work as a theologian, my work in the church, like whether God exists has no bearing on any of that. Um, it just doesn't matter to me right uh and and so that's what i was trying to work through back on episode 20. like so how do i talk about myself it's different from the conversation about certainty it's like i just don't i don't need god for this to any of this to make sense to me to, I think- uh, to understand what i'm doing or what what gives meaning to my life or my work And before I ask you, has
0: that changed? Because I I would like to know, you know, what what's different a a full year later, fifty. Yeah. Well, more than a year because we didn't even do an episode every week. So wherever we're at now, it's it's more than fifty episodes from that. Um, Yeah. Before I ask that though, I just kind of want to pile on a bit myself and say somebody told me this past week that they were an atheist and they kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, and I said, yep, sometimes I think I might be an atheist too. And he, he followed it. He was like, I just, I'm a person of science, you know, the very classic, like I'm a person of science and because I'm a person of science, I'm not, I can't believe in God. And I said, I think I'm a person of science too. Um, But the science that interests me the most is probably sociology and anthropology. And because of my leaning into those things, I do believe in God. Um, But I believe in God from a sociological standpoint right now. And I don't know if I know that's not okay within Christian circles. I know that basically yeah. is functional atheism as well. That I'm basically saying, yes, there's a God because we all believe there's a God because we made a God. There's a God <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because true. we need a God. There's a God um, that that does not necessarily mean in the beginning, <laughs> God created the heavens and the earth. That's that doesn't mean the same thing functionally as there was some sort of uh, conscious identity that existed before humanity existed, and it created humanity. Um, I don't know if I believe that. I don't care, either. I don't care if I believe that. I don't see how it would change anything. Um, But I do think I believe in a sociological God. I believe in a God that people... that our collective consciousness creates and kind of needs... And benefits from, um, and is it a separate living thing from all of us? Maybe kind of, um, but I don't know. That that's that's where mine rests now. Uh, but it does I still got- arrive at. I, it's how I can feel like. It's how I can sing songs to God and songs about God, and it's how I can worship in a in a church gathering right now and not feel like an actual hypocrite. I I really actually don't. I think this thing we're talking about this construct we're talking about is a good thing in my head. Um and it doesn't matter if that thing can hear us. <laughs> we can hear each other and that matters.
1: Yeah, uh this so um all right, I have a bunch of things to say about that. Okay. Uh I hadn't I hadn't thought to go there this morning, but there's a really great book that I, somebody recommended to me years ago when I was struggling through the same question. The prayer of Jabez. Um, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> um, it's, it's by the author is Nancy Abrams. Uh, and it's called a God that could be real. Mm. Uh, and uh, Nancy Abrams is a. um not remembering, but I want to say she's a physicist. She's some some sort of like well-regarded scientist, uh, and found herself several years ago having to go through a twelve-step program. And you know, part of the twelve-step program is to have a higher power, right? Um, that you you know sort of submit to. And she was like, "Well, I I just can't force myself to believe in God," you know. Um, she was an atheist, like scientific mindset, all that. Um, and basically like she thought through this whole, like while she was working through this 12 step program, she, she came to think of God as what she calls an emergent property. Um, which is like, so the economy is a, is an emergent property. It's not other than individual humans choices. Right. Right? The economy is exactly just the things that people do with their money. But also it's a real thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because out of out of all those individual choices, there emerges a real power that actually shifts things in the world. Like the economy really does have have its own independent agency and power. Yeah, that's cool. Um, And she says God is that. And she believes in that God that is an that is a real thing that emerges out of all of our best dreams for the world.
0: Yeah. And that's a, that's a really, that's a powerful example too, because it's kind of like, if you were to take your own foot off of the pedal and say like, all right, well, I'm not participating in the economy anymore. Well, I'm sorry. It's going to keep going. Uh, it will still exist. It will still impact everyone's life, uh, including yours. Uh, even if you're like, I don't, I don't play that game anymore. I'm not part of that anymore. I'm going to live off the grid. Even the fact that you have to choose to live off of the grid is proof that the economy is still there. And I think that's where I'm at with God. And it's also it's also where I'm at with the practice of it. The, like the involvement in the church and the involvement in conversations like this. Like even if I don't, I, I can't refuse to believe in God. Because first of all, because of this construct that I have, that sounds like maybe it's similar to uh, the prayer of Jabez um (laughs) it's it's similar to this higher power um 12 step like i you need this to exist you need to acknowledge that this is real um well if i refuse to participate it's still there and it's still active and it's still having a massive impact on um the way that people function in society it has a massive impact on me personally it will have an impact on the laws that get passed and you know the politics of our age it it will have a huge impact on how people talk to and treat each other and how they think of of each other and the ways that we exist in in this this shared culture like there is something to me that's kind of like well uh it doesn't matter if I believe in the economy or not, uh, it's it's a pretty big part of my life, and so actually I'm going to choose to participate with it to see if I can influence it for good, um, to see yeah. if I can play some kind of role. And again, I, I want to say—because we need to talk more about you being an atheist here—but I want to say— um, that I have said a few things here recently that sound like that. Probably like I'm, I'm going back into the belly of the beast. I'm going back. Um, I just want to say that's not everybody's job. That's not everybody's like quote unquote calling. Not everybody needs to feel any, like that's not what this is. This, this podcast is not prescriptive for anybody else's life or anybody else's behavior. And very largely, I'm just uh, a little too pissed off to spend 20 years in one type of career and one way of making money to <laughs> yeah. not uh make any more money from it like that so <laughs> there is there is yeah. a little bit that's just kind of like no i invested way too much to just completely step out you you still gonna send me a check from that from time to time um <laughs> yeah
1: well you know so if if i'm something like an atheist or an agnostic and i don't use these terms in part of part of the answer to what changed in the last year what's what's shifted is that i'm just becoming more comfortable talking about this like i said this is i have felt this way for a decade um but i haven't you know you can't articulate that exactly because like well am i an atheist i mean i work in a church and i teach theology and i pray, at least when I'm at church, I don't really pray on my own, but I, I pray in church and I do it without my fingers crossed. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, it's genuine. Right. Um,
0: I felt, can I just say on that note, like I felt pretty weird about that the first couple of times I was in church and I was like praying in a microphone or with other people present. And I was like, I don't even do this when nobody else is around anymore yeah. but now I I honestly feel totally okay about that now too because I'm like well <laughs> well why would I when no one else is around this <laughs> yeah, is a commu- right. this is a communion based thing for me this is this is yeah, something that's that really I good. it's part of my like commitment to who Jesus is and like why Jesus is important to me is the reason I would pray with other people but maybe not alone I mean my prayers alone were so stupid anyways. And I did, I mean, I was a big time praying guy. Like I would go on walks and I would i would name and claim lots of stuff. I really did do the, the prosperity, um, hmm. charismatic prayer thing. The journals, I have stacks on stacks of journals of like the things I told God that I really needed God to do for me. So, um, and I don't do that anymore. Uh, But I also like I I went I I went from feeling like a phony because I was like I pray when I'm here but I don't really go on prayer walks anymore uh, to now realizing like yeah I pray when I'm here because we're together and this is a communal thing to pray like we still sit down before dinner like maybe three times a week and say you guys want to thank God for this food and we do we're just like what is thanking God for the, like God didn't make it. Mom did. And (laughs) we bought it with dad's money. And like, (laughs) wait, like that's, we all know that, but we're just taking a moment to say like, we should say thank you to the existence we have. Um, yeah. And, but again, like, does that, I don't, I don't feel as phony for not really doing that alone anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, my own thoughts are, (laughs) I made a joke about it on the deer boobs episode. About how I used to like pray a prayer and then I would forget to say in Jesus' name, amen. And then realize like an hour later that I kept God on the line. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh, this yeah. was all a prayer. <laughs> I think I'm now just realizing that that's ridiculous and preposterous. And it's like, if you're thinking and you have some concept of a God, then you're contributing to the to the God thing. Like God's in the conversation. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> if God is at all, then God's always in on it and everything is prayer <laughs> yeah totally sorry I have really interrupted you there but oh no that's reminded okay me I, that and I had been, mean, been meaning to say something about it
1: I think that I was saying something like if, if I am something like an atheist or an agnostic which I don't use those words really um, I have become more comfortable talking about this phenomenon but I don't have the words for it yet. Um, but I used to be really afraid to talk about it. Um, especially because of my jobs, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. <laughs> People don't care. <laughs> um, it turns out they don't. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, um, if, if I am something like that, it's not because of science in fact i think that the theologians who say like that we're dealing on different planes like no amount of science could could disprove my belief in god i I sort of agree with that right like it's whatever whatever we're describing in science is not you know i buy all of it every every bit of it (laughs) all the things that the scientists say i'm i'm there for it but like that doesn't really have anything to do with whether or not I believe in God um, I am more I Think If I'm an atheist or an agnostic, it's from a theological lens That goes something like, you know, you have a picture of the old man in the sky or the you know, whatever the, the permissive grandparent God up there that you had as a child um and you know maybe you can spend a lot of time there you you can have a a god like that for a long time and maybe your whole life and if that's working for you great um but it it stopped working for me Mm -hmm. to have a a god like that and and you know part of Going into more and more progressive kind of Christian circles Was about me saying well, I can't do a god like that. Let's see what you guys have going on over here and you know progressive Christian circles will talk about Like okay, yeah, I don't believe in a god who like Gives me a parking spot at Walmart, but like doesn't stop Russia from invading like who's sitting up there, uh, answering prayers and pulling levers and all that. I don't believe in that God. Uh, instead there's an energy that holds the universe together and that enlivens, you know, what I do in the world and the, you know, the majesty of the mountains and the, the beauty of the trees, all that like, and and that to me is God. when I when I say God, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, okay. that's fine. Yeah. Um, and you know, I guess I believe in the majesty of the mountains, and I believe in the beauty of the trees, but I just don't call that God. Right. Um, in part because that's not that that's just not the the thing that I gave the name God to. Like I still have the picture of God that I grew up with in, in my mind. Um, and it's not that. And like, I believe in the majesty of the mountains, but I just call that the majesty of the mountains. Right. Like I do feel something when I'm out, out for a hike, but I don't call that thing that I feel God. Um, right. Well,
0: it's similar to like anybody who ever, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard something like, uh, I don't know how often you preach in churches anymore, but I'm sure you hear people say things like, um, and maybe not in your church, but I guarantee you they would in in evangelical circles. They would say, like, you are so wise. God has given you so much wisdom to know, like, all of these things that you know and all these people that you quote and all of this, like, information you have. God has blessed you with so much wisdom. (laughs) And you're like... Yeah, I read like ten thousand fucking books.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: right. God blessed me with ten thousand books to read, <laughs> and a hundred thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> all <of> this, <laughs> like, and and certainly, like, it's a really classic example. But I feel that way as a musician a lot. And sure, maybe there is like this is a nature and nurture thing too a little bit. Yeah, but like, there, but I hear people on the regular, almost every Sunday somebody's like, God has really given you a very special gift to play that guitar and to sing those songs. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I
1: also got a million hours
0: in it, but I did like not have any life whatsoever outside of playing the guitar for about 10 years from about 15 to 25. Um, and I pick it up every day, uh, for at least an hour or two, uh, to to keep working on it it's still my job it's still like all of it's it's very similar to being like the majesty of the trees is god i was like well i don't know those trees have been at work for like <laughs> really? science has yeah, been at work in those point. trees for thousands yeah. of years uh in some instances uh to just like it's just two ways of looking at the same thing it's like yeah something put it there something gave it the urge um maybe uh, maybe that's just the math of it all but i i hear what you're saying i can see that from either side i see the i see the progressive christian stance of like i attribute these things to god i also see the to i, I see no reason whatsoever in saying like you don't have to call that god um even if there is a god up in the sky listening to what you're saying i that God can't possibly care whether you give it credit um, (laughs) for the trees.
1: Like, well, and, and it's not even, I I think that what most progressive Christians, it's not like they are talking about God as creator. I mean, they do think that, but it's not like, it's not like just giving God credit for the trees. It's like that the transcendence that I feel, I think. And like, that's fine. I mean, that's a perfectly fine, description that sorry god is a perfectly fine name for the feeling of transcendence yeah um but it's not just not the name that I give to that I just call it the feeling of transcendence um but if like the willies yeah if that's like (laughs) (laughs) if your catch all term for the good willies and for inspiration is god? Well, great. Like that's a good name that's for it. Totally okay. I don't I don't mine care, is, but it's just not one that is, captures me.
0: Yeah, I I still am like functionally yes. I I think I'm probably on that side of it to say. I don't know what else to call that and I think god is still somewhat fitting. Um it is rife with issues to call that god. Um but, you
1: know, so is not for me. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And like, so, I mean, this is, I don't know what I mean when I say, I an like, I find Yahweh of the Bible to be an incredibly compelling character. Very interesting, frightening, um, fascinating character. I don't believe that he really sets atop Mount Zion. Um, and I don't think that any Christians think that either. Right. Like the actual picture of Yahweh in the Bible as as he is presented, n- no Christians believe in that. So I don't either. Um, I do feel the feeling of transcendence and the, and inspiration. And, you know, I do think there's an energetic field in the universe. I think we can actually calculate that. Um, so all of that, yes, I believe in. I don't use the name God for that with my progressive Christian friends. Um and I don't believe in you know a god that's like that's answering our specific kind of prayers about whatever for our life. I just don't like I don't think that's happening and yeah. Well, I think So I don't, you know, I don't know. It's I mean, I think whatever, I- but it I still like to talk to people about I I still use the the term God when I'm talking to people at church and in my job and I don't do it again it's like it's not disingenuous um it's just like I probably wouldn't on my own use the term God for this but it seems like what you're all saying Uh, you're using the term God. And so I'll use that language when I'm talking to you about this stuff, but I could just as well do it without the term. Like I actually, I very rarely have to say God to do anything like theology doesn't require me to say the term God, at least the kind of theology that I do. Um, like how often have we talked about God on this podcast in, in 80 episodes? How often have we, even invoked the concept of God. It's just not necessary to do most theology, and it's not really necessary to do most of what I do at church. Until now, with every head bowed and every eye closed. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: uh, that's really good. I, I, um, I don't know exactly how to ask this, um, but I do feel like it should kind of be brought up that um, the way that we talk about God in Christianity, and particularly in evangelicalism, uh but maybe in in progressive circles as well there's just a there's a there's a difference uh that it doesn't come from the bible um i think is a very meaningful conversation for us a very meaningful thing for us to say like hey if you're first and foremost a bible person um then i think you have to be really really open i mean first of all you got to be open to the idea that there are tons of gods in the bible that this is not a monotheistic uh collection of literature it does not say there's one big daddy god and nothing else and that big daddy god wants credit for the redwoods and the flowers and the parking spaces and maybe for russia like (laughs) maybe god wants credit for that too i mean if you read the old testament you could conclude what pat robertson and um uh the 700 you could realistically conclude yeah God wanted this to happen.
1: Uh, that's sure. the kind of
0: thing God does. So I think
1: that's the only thing that you can conclude if you're if you're if that's your reading yeah. the Bible. Yeah.
0: And also just on a let me just uh put a tangent on my tangent. Um, add some add some feathers to my feathers. Boats uh, <laughs> and
1: hose and hose and
0: if you have a sociological, anthropological God like I think I do, then to some extent, you, you're backed into a corner to attribute this to God. You, you're backed into a corner of attributing, uh, like, God made Donald Trump president of the United States. It was like, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, the collective consciousness of, you know, a an, an evangelical movement— in the united states like a bunch of people believed in a certain god so much so that they elected him president <laughs> like that they they manifested <laughs> yeah. their dream journal you know what i mean yeah. like they really said what we want is for things to be like they were before the civil rights movement and the women's rights movement we want things to be like they were back when white people were taken care of better than everybody else And they manifested it like they they prayed those prayers and they made it happen. Um, And so to some extent, like, did God make Donald Trump president? I mean, at the time that that happened, I would have been like, no, this is fully against God's will. If God is like Jesus. But a sociological, anthropological God, like the one I think I mostly believe in, isn't totally like Jesus all the time. Uh, (laughs) It's more just like the behaviors of the earth uh it's like whatever wins that's kind of what god is like and i think the jesus thing is a really helpful you know countercurrent to that to say like well maybe we do need a true north to remind ourselves often that even though god might be up to some shit in the world uh that that's my, maybe not what's best for the world uh <laughs> that we should yeah. we should constantly be asking for a moral compass uh, and not asking god what god wants to do because that's like asking the economy what the economy wants to do the economy wants you to pay 6 dollars a gallon for gas
1: um this is why i am like less and less interested in invoking the term god at all it's just so um like what the hell does anybody mean by it yeah you know um and you know it's like if If somebody were to, like, if you were to ask somebody, do you believe in God, that's almost a meaningless question. Because what on earth would make you think that in answering that they mean anything like what you mean in asking it? Yeah. Um, Yep. So that's why I don't tend to use the term atheist or agnostic because it's like, it's just entirely meaningless. Um, Right. What I guess I mean is whatever I used to think about God, whatever I used to like whatever what I have customarily given the title God to, I don't think exists. Mm. Um, that's there you go. that's helpful. I've worked through that yeah um and and I'm not prepared i'm I have not found it helpful to apply that term to some other reality instead. That's good. I think you're ready for the, for the right. bring really it on this week bring it <laughs> on
2: preacher I don't think I can listen to your podcast anymore I thought you both believed all of the right things now I don't know what I ever thought that for preacher you're still the good one but it turns out you might be friends with a pagan I know you've been friends a while I know it's really not your style But maybe make a new friend and start again